Well, hey everyone, it is Lawrence Henderson with you one more time. And I have, have, have the great pleasure of having Ms. Piper Moore with me today. And before I let her introduce herself, the topic we're gonna bring to you today is all around managing expectation while you're in that life and career transition and making sure you're doing it in a very excellent way. Um, we understand there's anxiety, we understand there's fears and all these other things that happen, but Piper's gonna help you understand that you can do it and you can do it well. So before I let her get into any of that, Piper, go ahead and introduce yourself to the world. Well, good morning, Lawrence. It's such a pleasure to be here today with you and all the other leaders of Connecting the Dots 2020. And I'm excited to be able to share a little bit of my story and some nuggets for everyone else that's listening. Yeah. So thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited yeah. to be here. So again, my name is Piper Moore with PM Morning, and my journey has been uh, full of transitions in life and career. And what I do know from my own experience is anytime you're going through a transition in your career, it's also impacting your life. So they kind of go hand in hand. So my background comes from executive coaching. I'm also a professional speaker and I am a professional in human resources as well. So I am all about the people, the policies, the procedures and helping other people grow and being able to close that gap in the corporate world from where people are and where organizations are mm -hmm. to where they want to be. So that's my area of expertise and I just love being a part of anyone, someone else's growth. So thanks again, Lawrence. No, it is my extreme pleasure. And and as we think about um, just the phrase in and of itself, managing expectations, when you hear that, what begins to come up for you when you hear manage expectation? When I hear managing expectations, the first thought I have is you have to set realistic expectations. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to be trying to manage some things that you know are not necessarily within your reach. Um, mm. It may be areas that you don't have the control to, you don't have the, the wherewithal to actually be able to control, or some things are just with outside of your control. So mm. when, when I think about managing expectations, I think of going through a process to where I've set expectations. I know realistically these are expectations that I can achieve. And I have to be able to manage the process in going through those expectations to achieve my goal. So being able to manage those mean being realistic with yourself of what those expectations are and what it's going to take in order for you to manage those in a way that's going to help you to achieve the, out, the um, end results. Hmm. So that's what that means to me. Okay. Um, and, and, and I always love when, when uh, leaders like yourself throw, throw little breadcrumbs into where I'm going to go next. And <laughs> you, brought, you brought up a word that I think in just managing expectation in of itself. Tell me more about how you manage that need to control outcomes. Oh, you know, for me, I've had to bump my head a few times to realize, okay, you know what? You can't control that right there. <laughs> and I think yeah. this is where it comes down to, I've had, I have an amazing network mm -hmm. and that network is always growing. We have different people in our network for different purposes. And what I'm grateful for is that I did not set out to build the network that I currently have. It was a matter of it happening organically. 
and through other relationships that I have. But I learned to tap into that network. So for me, when I realized I was trying to do some things that were not in my wheelhouse to do, I would step back. I believe in taking a day away from the situation and really assessing where I am, where I'm trying to go, and how much control I have. And with that, I usually will take some time to reach into my network and have a conversation with someone that can be my sounding board and someone that I know I can trust what they're going to say to me, and they're Mm -hmm. going to be open and honest. They're not going to sugarcoat something to make me feel Mm -hmm. good because I'm I'm on a journey here. And I need to be able to get that uh, no holds bar <laughs> conversation, feedback. If I'm doing something wrong, they're going to tell me I'm doing that wrong and help me to look through different lenses to yeah. get me back on track to where I need to be. So the, the network is powerful. Yeah, no. And I, and I love the fact that you, you actually set an intention around getting with people that, let's be honest, people you trust. Yes. Right. You're not going out there and just sending out a Facebook post and saying, hey, anybody out there can give me feedback. This is what I'm dealing with. But it's a a group of people. And again, I I love it that people you trust, but people you have given permission to tell you the truth. Mm. And and I think that is key in and of itself, because, again, I I always fancied myself somebody who loved feedback. And the first time I got a 360 feedback assessment, I thought I was giving it to three of my uh, direct reports that I gave them good evals, so they're going to give me good feedback. (laughs) And it couldn't have been further from the truth. And I tell you, but it was necessary. Yes. And And I didn't know how necessary, but I always caution people. In those moments, I've seen people that take 360 feedback and say, yep, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open. Mm-hmm. But they get it and then they cl- they turn in and they go into a shell. And so that is super important for those of you listening that you find people that you actually can trust and then please and listen to them with an understanding that they're not trying to harm you with that feedback. And I, that is super important in helping you manage that expectation. But Piper, you you said something about what you do and who you do it for. As an executive coach, what are some things that come up from your executive leaders and those executive clients around managing expectations? Oh, that's powerful. What I've experienced is that expectations have not been clearly defined. Hmm. So sometimes at the executive level, they are trying to manage a team or an individual based on what they perceive to have communicated as their expectation. Hmm. However, what was received from the individual as being their expectations is totally different. So Hmm. You're managing something that you believe you should be getting an end result for, but yet the person is actually striving to give you a different result because you have not effectively communicated your expectations. And that just creates the barriers. And that's that gap that's there when they're operating at one end of the spectrum, but yet you're you're expecting something on the opposite end of that. So when you have effective communication, that then brings, brings the two together to where you, you start to, to close the gap because mm-hmm. now the expectations are clearly being communicated. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas prior to that, you're managing something that you're not going to get that result of because they're not even seeing things through your lenses. Wow. And that creates a lot of challenges. Wow. So, so it's not even you as a leader saying, yeah, I told them that I told them, but you, what you just described was you got to even check in on which lens and filter people you're giving information to how they're processing that information. Absolutely. That is, that is huge because Absolutely. as a leader, when you think about we're up against this, we're up against that, we're up against that. It's often as in my experience and it just sound like yours as well. Mm-hmm. Leaders aren't even being perceptive about the obstacle of filters. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's where, you know, I always encourage people to ask the question, ask for them to repeat back what it is that you're telling them you're expecting from them. So you can see where their mindset is. What did they hear from you when you were trying to communicate those expectations? Wow. Yeah. 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 No, (laughs) you, you, so you just brought up for me something that I've, man, I've probably been hammered it into leaders probably the last three months is being more curious than confrontational. Oh, that's good. Or, or Stephen Covey, seek first to understand, then to be understood. There you go. Yeah. And, and what that means is, and, and for everybody out there, you got to understand when you present yourself to, in a place of seek to understand, a place of curiosity, you're now beginning to turn into coach as leader, not as the authoritative give direction only and just why did you do it the way that I told you to do it? when you didn't even check in and when what you just said piper is huge that asking a simple question of just repeat back what did you hear right like what did you hear like and again it's it's funny that me and you could be in the room together and depending on how we've currently received the leader giving us information me and you based on where we are can hear the same message and take different things from it. Absolutely. And it's amazing, as much data is out there, how many leaders still are stuck at, but I told them. Right. Yeah, you told them, but you didn't check in. That's right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So so when we think about, yeah, and I'm, man, I could go, we can go down rabbit holes on that one. Um, (laughs) When you think about, where you are today yeah when you think back what things have you had to do to manage your own expectations oh wow that's almost a loaded question there (laughs) it's extremely loaded um i've had to learn quite a bit through a lot of my transition Mm. and i think the biggest thing that I have learned is to be flexible because I set expectations for myself, but then you have, again, things that are beyond your control that I call detours and or obstacles. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to still meet my own expectations, I have to pause and figure out another route to take around that detour so that I stay focused on my end goal. And I've been through many transitions in life. You know, being an entrepreneur, you generally are are still working for someone while you're building the business. Mm -hmm. 
and then you get the clientele and then something you know for instance like say if, a, if a, um, we're talking about career and and life transition in the situation where we are right now and in the world that we're living in with mm -hmm. with the corbett 19 let's say that an entrepreneur was working full-time for a company back in february mm -hmm. and they were able to build up their pipeline of clients and they had clients all scheduled for the month of april uh and then so they decided to go ahead and resign and go entrepreneur 100 percent and then the, the pandemic happened so now they have all these meetings set up and their expectation is that, you know, I'm still going to go out. I'm still going to have these meetings with my clients. I'm going to bring on the new business. I'm going to keep flourishing. Well, the reality of it is that's not a realistic expectation. So it's a detour. So now you have to figure out how do you still continue to connect with those clients mm -hmm. and move forward so that you are flourishing, but going a different route. Nice. And nice. that's exactly what I've had to do in every transition in my life is still figure out how do I change my route to still mm -hmm. achieve my goal? I'm not one that's, I don't believe in the words I can't mm -hmm. or that anything's impossible if you, if you really want it and you're passionate about it. You mm -hmm. just have to figure out how. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I got to So, so that was, thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I need you to explain because you went right by it really, really fast. Okay. And I don't know if they picked up on it. Explain to me the importance of pausing. Oh, the power of pause. <laughs> that ain't just a speech thing. of pause. Oh, yes. I have a couple <laughs> of them, Lawrence. <laughs> so the power of pausing, it is... If, if you don't pause, you're always in this fast go, 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 go mode. And then you mm. don't realize when the stumbling blocks are there because you're just running over those blocks and you're, you're just continuing to go. But when you pause, wow. you get to reassess, you get mm. to realign, you clear your thoughts, you get to see through different eyes and clearer wow. vision. Wow. In life, any time for me, when I feel my emotions are getting in a sense, out of control, because I am human. And, and I will allow that maybe for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I know that I have to pause. And if I have to pause just to go and have some conversation with God, I have to pause to meditate. I have mm -hmm. to pause to make a phone call. I know I'm in a space where I'm not going to be effective. Mm -hmm. So pausing allows me to realign so that I am effective in my next steps. Yeah. So you have to pause. There is so much power and pausing. Yeah. Yes. Wow. 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 And and the biggest thing that, that I just heard you say is what you get clear on is what am I actually fighting for? Yes. Because you can get busy doing nothing. Yes. And and this this pandemic and this time we're in, you got man, you got a whole lot of people. I mean the word hustle annoyed me anyway. Okay. But you got people saying the word hustle around everything now. And so people are in a hurry to just do anything and everything. And now what, what I believe has happened for everybody is everybody has been told to pause. Mm, yes. Reassess, to reevaluate. And to me, that is not just to say, am I in the right career? It could be that, but what am I doing? Why am I doing? And 
who and why am I doing, like, what am I doing it for? Like, that is the biggest thing for me. And, and you said something that, that is huge for a lot of people that I've been, I've been on conference calls the last week and a half, particularly around this pandemic and how do small business owners, particularly in our space of learning development, of coaching and all the rest of those things. And people are being crippled by the thought of pausing. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and I, I I don't I don't got that luxury, I don't got that luxury. I got I got these bills ain't going. Well, the bills still going to be there anyway. And my thing is, have you called your creditors? And right. they understand. They watch the news like everybody else. Right. Have you asked for forgiveness before the bill is due? Right, like and, and so it's like pause long enough to not go crazy. Like, and, 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 it, and it's amazing to me that leaders and people who claim to do what we do are so scatterbrained mm-hmm. around what this looks like. And to me, it leads back to, did they manage their expectations correctly as it pertains to business, their life, what was prioritizing um, and what they prioritized? So in Take a difference because you're an HR leader as well, uh, not just a coach. Um, what What is the world of HR doing around what's happening today? You know, and before I touch that, I wanted to yep. go back to um, pausing. Mm-hmm. You know, as I say, when you, when you when you pause, and a lot of people don't want to take that time to pause. Mm-hmm. You have to, in order to be strategic in your steps and in your process, you have to pause. So you don't want to pause and then go back into the same mindset that you had prior to doing that. When you Mm -hmm. come out of pausing, you want to make sure that you are being strategic in every step that you take going forward. So that is the purpose in that. Mm -hmm. In the HR world, you know, HR world was hit very hard because, Mm -hmm. again, we are all about the people, keeping people safe making sure the companies um, you know that we are managing all the laws and making sure the companies are protected as well. So mm-hmm. the focus is on doing what's right for the people to keep everyone safe so that it's not mm-hmm. spreading um, you know, throughout the organization as well as protecting the company. Yeah, so yeah. we have to abide by everything that's going on so that when we are able to all come back together, mm-hmm. we are able to move forward and just yeah. kind of, you know, this becomes something that we, it was a learning experience from everyone, but it is um, for HR right now, some tra- challenging times. Yeah. It's some challenging times, but you yeah. know, you have a lot of great leaders in the industry and all sure. will be well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I got a, uh, so, so coach, so coach Piper. Um, yeah. Coach Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what possibilities exist in, in this new normal? Oh, there are, you know, I, it, it was interesting, interesting question, because as this started to happen, my thought was, there's a so much positive that's going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. I think when, as we look at careers and we look at life, some of the things that I see happening is people are going to assess differently than they ever had before. Mm-hmm. Now that we've been put into a position to where we have to pause, am I in the career of choice for me? Am I actually moving forward in my purpose? Is this their opportunity at this moment for me to reassess and align with the things that I do best? 
So maybe my next step is not necessarily just returning to the company, but returning in a different role or preparing myself accordingly. If I feel like now I'm going to position myself to transition into what I know should be my greater, what are the steps I'm going to take to do that? I think the other part of that is as we look at family time, because we are forced to pause and quarantine ourselves, we're in the homes with our family members, and now we're, we're in a position to where we are, in a sense, forced to interact. So you have to slow down. You have yeah. to reassess your values. Maybe you're having dinner with your family that you didn't do that because everybody had so many different agendas. Yeah. You know, so the things that should be a value are going to become, um, they're, they're going to just kind of come back into our daily norms. Yeah. And so, yes, we are up against some difficult times, but when you look at the positive in that, that brings you back mm -hmm. to your core values mm -hmm. and being able to really move forward as far as your career into the things that you can do well. Yeah. That yeah. is some, some of the things that I see happening here. Mm. And don't feel, people should not feel, so hear, hear my words, you should not feel as if you have to go down this journey by yourself. This is where the coaches and the, the mentors are going to be most valuable to you because you don't need to take this, this, this walk into this new journey alone. Mm. Have someone there that can help you with the process and your next steps and really been able to see the big picture and mm -hmm. every step that you need to take in order to, to get to that big picture. So those are a lot of the positives that I actually see coming out of our current circumstances. Wow. That's huge because oftentimes what, what I heard you say is, is it's people are actually going to get back to being centered mm -hmm. on the plan, their family's plan. They, and, and I had a buddy who he talked to me about, you know, I asked him, I said, what do you have going on? And he listed his kids activity schedule. And I'm like, what do you, I said, no, what, what are you doing with, with your wife? Like, how are y'all going to He's like, man, we got this, we got this, we got this. I got, then I got to run over to this. Well, we divide and conquer and this one got this and this one got that. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, well, I only got kids. Like me and my wife, my wife's an educator. I'm like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I'm, but it's, but people were so absorbed with activity yes. that this time, and I think again, What's really important? Is it the development of good values, having a, a great launching pad? And I, and I love the, the script, train up a child in the way that they should go. And, and what does that look like for your family, right? I don't care what you believe, but does your family have a good set of values? Do you have a good family culture? And I think this pandemic couldn't be more timely because People were so busy. And again, the level of anxiety in kids was mind-numbing that mm -hmm. I, I'm a part of an organization um, that is in youth development and youth leadership and do these studies on, like kids are on pills for anxiety in middle school, high school, college. Like it, like it's rising and the, the, the number of suicides in our youth 
is rising and it's I really believe it's because it, they never unplug. Right. They never unplug. And I this is literally forcing families to unplug. Absolutely. And what we have to think about is because I have very active kids too. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I know that world, but there has to be a balance. Yeah. And we, we as par parents have to really assess what we're teaching our children mm. because they're not asking us to sign them up to have a full schedule after school. These yeah. are the things that we feel like they should be involved in to kind of build their character mm -hmm. and blase, blase, blase. But we have to also understand that they have to know how to unplug what that means in the value in that as well. For they sure. have to understand the balance of having family time mm -hmm. to where you are completely separating from the agenda. Yeah. You know, wow. so we as parents have to be mindful of how much we're putting on our children for sure. and for what sure. it is that we want for them versus mm -hmm. what they really need. Wow. That's good stuff. Oh man, that's good. You leading the way. You leading. You got coach. You got HR leader. You got great, great mom. You, I mean, you all. You all that. <laughs> Thank you. you. All that. Yeah. So, if if you're thinking about just, I want to get get give us a couple things you had to do for Piper, for Piper to get centered on what you wanted out of life. I'd say for a couple of things, um, one of the things I had to do was to get tired. Hmm. I had to get tired of feeling like there was so much more in me that I needed to be doing that I understanding and feeling that there was purpose inside me and then not and not just settling for that job and that check. Wow. And that, I think, was the biggest um, thing that kind of jump-started the trajectory of my life mm -hmm. is realizing, okay, I, I can't keep doing this because I felt like I was robbing myself of something that was burning inside me. Mm -hmm. And this is why understanding your purpose and what you really are good at doing and trying to move forward in that makes such a difference. So once I was able to realize that, then I, can, I had to pause and say, so if this is what I know I need to be doing, how do I make that happen? Mm -hmm. What are the expectations I have for myself to achieve this goal? Do I really believe that I can walk in that and flourish in that and be all that I know that I am? Mm -hmm. And so once I start to cross those hurdles and started to have belief in myself, because I saw the difference I was making in the lives of others, I'm like, you know what? I do have a gift here. Mm -hmm. I can do this. So then the confidence begins to build up. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like, there's no looking back. But understand it is not just a, a straight, narrow path when you make these decisions. But at the same time, when you know what the ultimate goal is, you realize what you have to do to keep pushing forward to achieve that goal. And so with that, I, I've realized that having a network and being able to talk to people about what you're trying to pursue, because if no one knows, they can't help you. Hmm. you know, so, and, and I do believe that we are all here to serve one another. For sure. you know, so with that, I, I, I learned to be able to um, trust my instinct when it comes to building relationships and who to have those conversations with. I don't believe that you tell everybody everything. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but again, being strategic, even in those conversations that you have. So yeah. for, for me, it was really understanding that I had to do more. I had to move forward into the things that I do best. And a lot of that is developing other people, being strategic and making change happen. Mm-hmm. And once I embrace that, it's like, you get to that point to where you don't feel like you're really working, mm-hmm. you know, because you're doing what you love. That's awesome. Yeah. Golly. That's so amazing. Yeah. Just, just, just some of the nuggets of not only managing your expectations, but managing the intention of, of why you're doing what you're doing. And, and when it comes from a very pure place, you lock into those strengths. And, and I know a lot of the way people have been trained and the way people have been brought up is to focus on your weaknesses. You got it. Your strengths are your strengths. You don't, you don't, you don't need to work on that. You don't need to work on that. Just, just work on the weaknesses. But what ends up happening is you end up in some rabbit hole down somewhere because you've only been focusing on your weaknesses that you don't even know what your strengths are anymore. Mm. And, and there's this misalignment of purpose when you're you're off kilter, you're off focus, and, and one thing I'm I'm really excited, I'm glad that you focused on what was important to you, and then again, you don't tell everybody everything. Right. Not, and it's not that they can't handle it. It's that you know you, and if you can handle taking on not only yourself but some of their stuff too. Because some people, I, I've been in my transition, when I transitioned out of Army five years ago, I was, I had a hero complex. I still had the hero complex. I was a soldier for over 12 and a half years, and I thought I was great at everything, and I could help any and everybody, and that just wasn't true in that moment because I, I didn't have a focus. I didn't, and so when I just wasn't clear on who I was, and I'm trying to help other people, and all I kept just doing was attaching other people's stuff to me, and mm-hmm. I was getting, I was like, man, why am I slowing down? Why don't I have any momentum? And I look behind me, and I'm just dragging people, and it's just like, man, why, did, now, why did I start dragging that person? Right. They didn't even ask to be dragged, <laughs> and I'm dragging them, like, the, a hero complex, and, and, and that, that is so key that what you said, and, and here's the other part that some people don't want to hear. The reason why you don't share with everybody is you may actually premature give them stuff that they weren't prepared for themselves. And I'm glad you said that. You checked in on what you were actually able to do. Then you said, do I have the skill set or do I need to go get the skill set to head in that direction? And I think a lot of people, well, I'm passionate about X. Well, do you have a skill set for X? Right. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm still passionate about it. Okay, if you were passionate about it, you'd actually put things in place to help you be good in that area. Yeah. But you just said, I love it. So, I, no, that's a hobby. I'm sorry. That's, Absolutely. It's a hobby, right? And so, Piper, I'm, I just want to say thank you for giving me your time giving us your gifts, giving us your talents, and letting us peek behind the curtain of what makes you, you. Um, and what, what is a parting, parting word you have, have for our audience? 
Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, parting words, I want to touch on what you were talking about mm -hmm. as far as weaknesses. And, you know, we as coaches, we do bring out, bring mm -hmm. attention to the weaknesses. One mm -hmm. of the things that I would say is never turn a blind eye to your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Find out what it is that you need to do in order to strengthen those weaknesses so that they support the strengths that you are already aware of. And that's going to develop the, the whole person and make you better in everything that you're doing best, whether it's personal or whether it's career-based. So one of the, what I would say to you is as you are managing your transition, which we are all in transition at this moment, allow yourself some flexibility mm. to be able to change the, the expectations where you need to change those when there is a detour necessary, but never lose sight of the end results that you are desiring. That's awesome. Thank you. With, with that being said, that's a wrap, folks. So thank you, Piper, again. And uh, I'll see you all this coming week on Connecting the Dots.